I thought you're not close enough. Sorry, young boy. I'm gonna have to knock this down. Uh, I feel good, man. Just, uh, I've been in my bag all year. Hello, hello again, and welcome back to the In My Bag podcast. Alex here, as always, with Kenny. What's up, Kenny? Kenny Hanzo in the building. What's going on? That was very, that's a lot of energy. Okay. Uh, (laughs) I'm good, Kenny. How are you? I am well, Alex. I am well. Uh, feeling, Feeling a little drippy since I picked up my new merch. In case you haven't followed any of our social media, in which case, what are you doing with your life? Very I true. have received and been blessed with some very exclusive material. The very first of many to come merch from the In My Bag podcast. It's actually pod relevant and not just the logo itself. We put out a little something special recently. All sauce, first teams, hoodies, t-shirts, tanks, all the likes. And been getting some rave reviews about the one I've been rocking out here in the streets. Awesome, awesome. I have uh, not bought any <laughs> merch for myself yet. I, I definitely need to be doing that very soon. Uh, especially for uh, probably the next recording that we do. Because we might be in the same place for the first time ever. <sighs> Can't just be giving out spoilers like that, Alex. You ruined the movie. You know what? Sometimes you gotta spoil something just to create more intrigue. You know what? I am at that. That works sometimes. Like with uh, the recent hit movie from one Mister Jordan Peele, Us. If you haven't seen it, go see it. I have seen it. I have not seen it. Man, it's that's a movie for you right there. It's it's got some thrill and some twist to it. I I definitely want to see it. I probably will see it fairly soon, if I don't um, watch it illegally, because uh, Jordan Peele is not putting any money in my pockets. He's not, you know. But if you can pay to see it, go support Black Art. If you can't pay to see it, go ahead get your bootleg. Like I I can't even be mad about it, bro bootleg whatever you want as long as it's not in my bag merch yeah don't bootleg our merch please because we'll come find you do you remember oh you weren't on campus then when butch jones first came and they had like all that butch police stuff yeah and they were literally on the streets like yanking it out of people's hands yep like no you cannot do that you can't profit off a nonprofit organization, even though the nonprofit organization profits off of kids. But that is for a later podcast that I promise you is coming soon, guys. More soon than you know. Oh, yes. Look at you teasing, talking about me. Look, man, I'm just taking your lead on this one, Alex. That's true. That's true. Let's, all right, let's get into what we are going to talk about today. Uh, we're going to talk about um, Gronk. If you don't know the news about him, 
We'll get into that in just a second. Oh, what else we got? In the also, uh, we'll talk about the Lakers. Unfortunately, um, we'll do who stat line is it anyway? Presented by uh, Taco Bell and unofficially, and we will transition that into a very special event that we are participating in. And I will. That is all I'm going to say. But first, let's do a quick overrated, underrated, which we did not talk about beforehand. So, Kenny, tell me something that's underrated. Oh, put me on the spotlight. Uh, what's underrated? Just being yourself, man. That's That oftentimes leads to the best life, the best friends, and just the best experiences, you know? Stop trying to be who you aren't. Be who you are. There's nothing wrong with growing and, you know, learning to enjoy other things, but be true to you at the end of the day. That's a very wholesome, underrated. What is underrated for me? Ooh. See, I put you on the spot, and I was underprepared, too. Underpreparedness is underrated. (laughs) Being Being unprepared gives you the ability to be your true self, to be, uh, to think on your feet, you know, to really engage your brain. So that is underrated. Now what's overrated? Mm, What's overrated? The Houston Rockets. Yes. Ooh, talk to me. I mean, like, I think it's great what James Harden is doing. I can even appreciate it more because he's turned his game more into, if you listen to our earlier podcast, exactly and precisely what I said he was capable of without all the extra, you know, theatrics and Emmy award winning performances falling on the ground and looking at refs. He's doing it almost completely off the talent. And I saw it in person as he tried to go for 60 against my Grizzlies, and it can give you a quick update in the game that they won recently. He'd been playing well and seeing some good stuff out of him. But, man, he's just really impressive. But it's just not playoff winning basketball. In this day and age, you need more than one guy to show up to really be able to take it home. And it's something we've seen be an issue with them the past couple of off seasons. And even though he's performing out of his mind, who else is going to step up with him and for him when it comes down to it in the playoffs? That's actually really great. Um, yeah, it's kind of, it's the same, it's the same vein that we keep diving into with Russell Westbrook, James Harden, um, other players like Anthony Davis. Like they have really great Herculean type performances, but is it really helping their team get to the real goal of an NBA championship? You know, saying, uh, and that's one thing where I don't think Russ gets enough credit. You know, he gets a lot of opinion from the outside looking in about how his attitude affects his team and the players around him. But, you know, there's a reason Paul George decided he didn't want to go to the big market free agency team. He said he wanted to go to in the first place in the Lakers and decided to stay in OKC. There's a big reason KD was successful in OKC in the first place. And a big part of that is Russell Westbrook's game. 
and it's time to see if James Harden can have that same sort of effect where he doesn't push people away, even though from the outside standpoint it might not look the way you want it to, and he can pull the team together to have some success. It'll be hard to do, though. Right, and yeah, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. And that kind of goes into my overrated, and it's actually MVP voting. Ooh. I think, yeah, I think why are we putting so much stock into an award that is given out by writers who have inherent bias? They're not, they're not following any kind of formulas. This isn't some type of law or guidelines that they have to follow to get to who the MVP is. It's literally who they feel is an MVP. And we are putting so much stock into it, debating about it, banging our head against the walls. And at the end of the day, it's just other humans making that decision. So why are we even, why do we care so much? Why is it such a hot topic? And I think we should either change it to coaches and players voting weighing more than than the the writers or coaches players writers and fans all coming together and they're they piecing together some kind of algorithm to balance it out to where the fan vote doesn't tip the scales the the writers vote doesn't tip the scales and the players and the coaches have a a say in it well i think it's such a huge talking point because it's a very, very popular question and opinion to have in the sport. You know, it's essentially everybody kind of giving their take on who is essentially playing the most effective and affecting basketball individually in the NBA. And oftentimes the opinions turn to the most are the most professional opinions provided and who has the more professional opinions than the guys who follow the sport and the athletes every day as a living aside from maybe other players which I would like to see maybe players getting votes on MVP as well you know I feel like maybe create a combined poll that creates the final, you know, say five-man voting poll. And then if you want to go all writers, but I'd like to see, you know, the guys that actually have to get out there and play against those guys on a night-in, night-out basis, get a little bit of say in who's the MVP. I think they should have the majority of the say because you're talking about 450 active players. Then you got G League guys, guys who are still fringe guys who are still in the players' union. That out, that is a much bigger sample size than the writers. Right. It does, but I feel like that offers like as much as the writers have a bias, players can have even more of a bias as competitors rivals and oftentimes even legitimate enemies as in like guys that don't like or even possibly respect each other you know and I feel like that's something that you can't necessarily let taint the pool okay so that type of intensity and animosity is kind of going away in this NBA a lot of guys are friends and a lot of guys are able to you know real recognize real 
and give guys their their due due credit. That is true, but we can't pretend like it doesn't still exist. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it does exist. Um, there are still those really intense players like the Draymond Greens, the Russell Westbrooks. Um, who's an intense player in the Eastern Conference? Kawhi, but that's a different type of intense, though. Yeah. That's like just in-the-game intense. I'm talking about personality intense, like actually get in somebody's face. Andre uh, Drummond? Eh, not really. He's involved in a lot of stuff, but that's just, you know, the rah-rah that comes with being a physical big man in the league. Um, like, would, you call Marcus, the would you call Marcus Morris? Marquise Morris, yes. whichever one is in Boston right now? Yes, Marcus. And then there's Marcus yes. Smart. Yes. Okay. Definitely yeah, we're getting there. Okay. On that page. A lot of role players are the attitude guys in the East. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. Um, well, an impromptu overrated underrated just turned into a almost 15-minute segment. What's underrated? So overrated, underrated. Exactly. And also being unprepared. Uh, so let's uh, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and talk about Gronk and the Lakers. are back welcome back to the in my back podcast uh we're about to jump into our news for this pod first up kenny rob gronkowski has hung up his cleats well let's say hung up his cleats for now he's officially retiring from the nfl and the new england patriots too soon right on time too early what do you think um I can't be mad about him getting out when he got out, you know. Um, as someone who has played in organized sports, been injured playing in organized sports, sometimes you got to know when to let it go. And I think Gronk was so far ahead of the game, like several championships, a legacy essentially submitted. The only thing he could do was climb from there. And I think he's already kind of cemented himself as a Hall of Famer and one of the best tight ends of all time. Like, even if you want to say one of the best tight ends of the postseason of all time, you could hang his hat on both. Like, I don't know that we'll get another Gronk anytime soon. It's a really great point. And you mentioned um, you mentioned him being a Hall of Famer. So you, you think he should get in? Oh, yeah. He's first ballot. Like, if, if Gronk... Ballot. Like, first or foremost, the winning is ridiculous. And yeah, it's great that you play with Tom Brady, but I heard a comparison today that made so much sense. I was listening to an ESPN radio show where they compared, and it's going to make a lot of sense once you really stop and replay it in your mind, Zion Williamson to Robert Gronkowski. When you think of 
not necessarily as players themselves, kind of as players themselves, but just build athleticism and yeah, even the way they play physical, athletic, unstoppable, intimidating styles of play. And like, Again, it's the type of thing, it's it's generational. You know, there hasn't been anybody we could compare Gronk to before this, really, when you think about it. And I don't know how long it'll be before we can compare anybody to him afterwards. Like Jimmy Graham, you can compare him to Travis Kelsey and a number of other guys. But the balance Gronk has of being able to block, receive, and just he does it all as a tight end and he was just for the most part unstoppable Mm -hmm. yeah that's fair um as you were talking i was looking up um some stats now first ballot i don't know because tony gonzalez and antonio gates have some insane numbers and if they don't get in first ballot then gronk cannot but I do, after looking at his numbers, um, which are 115 career games, 521 receptions, seven, uh, close to 8,000 yards, 15 yards per reception, 79 touchdowns. That's that's very solid. Um, that would put him around, in, by numbers, that puts him at third all-time in most categories. Um, that also let's, and let's also take into yeah. account that he had a shorter career than those guys that you named that played for quite a while um, also it's very impressive if you take into account the system that he's been a part of for his career as well because if you really think about it aside from when Gronk came along, successful Bill Belichick offense and team was never based on one star skill player. It was Tom Brady utilizing multiple weapons and an efficient ground game and decent defense. It was whole team play with an all-time great quarterback. And then Rob Gronkowski came along and they could like that's how uh, he he couldn't even be stopped by Bill Belichick. You know, Bill Belichick would much prefer a, as you said, Tony Gonzalez type tight end. You know, he does the work, stays silent. He's going to play a long time, be really consistent, and have an upstanding character. Instead, he got party animal Gronk that's going to be injured, miss the playoffs dance in a party afterwards and then come back next year and have an incredible season and go get a ring. Like (laughs) you really think Bill Belichick wants a Gronk type player on his team on the field. Yes. Off the field. No. And we've seen him make that tough decision to cut the good player because his off the field antics are distracting to the team. But Gronk was so great. Bill couldn't do it. (laughs) He, yeah. Yeah. And Gronk, I think Gronk that's crazy. Definitely. Yeah, Gronk is definitely that the the bridge that will take us to the next era of tight ends. Um 
because he did it a little bit differently than the Antonio Gates and the Tony Gonzalez's. Now, quick question for you. Who would you take, Rob Gronkowski or Tony Gonzalez? Are we are we talking about, you know, knowing where they ended and you get to take them and have that whole career? Or are we talking about who do I think is the better tight end? You're taking their skill set, their bodies, their abilities, and you are using them. No no cert no guaranteed time limit. No uh, guaranteed um success. Uh, give me Gronk then. Yes. You know, I actually uh so that was a funny that question I saw was in a poll on Twitter and I was on the podcast account and I picked Tony Gonzalez and then when I got back to my personal account I was like, No, Gronk. So I am securely on the fence on this one. I do not know. But um, it doesn't. This doesn't really mean the end for Gronk. I could really see the Patriots bringing him back like week fifteen of this year, and letting him play the rest of the season plus playoffs, and then he retire again. I don't know, man. I think he might be done. Done. I think he's kind of you know teetered on the line for long enough. I gotta say, I think this might legitimately be the end of the Gronk era. Yeah, it might it might be it for him. And if it is, thank you, Robert Paxton Gronkowski, for your for your service to the NFL. It was a, a treat to watch you. Indeed, it was, and that comes from the Patriot hating Eagles and Saints fan. It's been an honor, Gronk. Go turn up on a boat somewhere. Right. He should just he should buy a large yacht and just and just um, have people uh, rent it for parties. He them. Man. Also, also breaking news as we are recording. Yusuf Nurchich looks like he just broke his leg in a game. Oh no. Yeah. But you know what? That makes that Enos Cantor pickup so much more crucial now. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. Gosh. That is yeah. awful news. Yeah, that's... I thought this might be the year Portland might break through, and then they just get keep getting cut down. Like They are the biggest injury-riddled franchise I've, we've ever seen in any sport. We can move on to our next topic. Is another another Pacific Division team, the the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, my squad have been officially eliminated a few days ago. They got eliminated by the Nets. Um, so this will be LeBron's first year not in the playoffs in a very long time, and another year to tack on to the Lakers' playoff drought. I'm just going to go ahead and say that I'm okay with this. Um, we might end up in the lottery. We might end up with, I'm saying like, I, I said this as like a halfway joke on a podcast like three weeks ago, but the NBA is going to want to give somebody really good to the Lakers. Oh my goodness. Could you imagine yeah. them getting RJ Barrett? And I say that cause I don't right. think RJ Barrett, John Morant, they really want Zion to be there. Think about how much money the league would make if they got Zion uh, there. The NBA 
would cry rigged. Mm-hmm. But I'm also of, you know, I'm also of the belief that if they get that number one pick, they need to send that straight to New Orleans for Anthony Davis. No, no, we've been over this. Like, you don't give up your assets for Anthony Davis when he could just walk to you. Here's my thing. And this, this was shared, fortunately, by some very, very intelligent people in the ESPN stratosphere like Jay Williams. Assets are great when you don't have the option for what's real. But at the end of the day, assets are potential and hopes and could-bes, whereas Anthony Davis is and is. like It's not Anthony Davis could go on to be one of the best players in the NBA one day. Anthony Davis is one of the best players in the NBA right now and barring catastrophic injury will continue to be for a while. Okay. Yes, I hear your point, Kenny, but here's my counterpoint. Why not get Anthony Davis plus guys on restricted salaries instead of trying to piece together some 30-somethings and try to make a run? Because it's a lot more likely. It also fits scheme-wise a bit better. Um, and also, as much as I like, as much as I like Zion Williamson, he literally plays almost the exact same game as LeBron James. Then bring him off the bench. Are you really going to bring him off the bench, though? You can like why because not? you could start Anthony Davis with LeBron instead, or you could start Anthony Davis, LeBron, and then year two Zion with whatever else you got. Or I feel like the brow could go somewhere, get a little too acquainted with the system, a coach, and some players, and hit LA with that Paul George. You know what? I'm happy where I am. As a matter of fact type situation which would suck that that was that was a penalty administered by the nba paul george did not choose <laughs> to stay in okc and i will say that till i die say, but i think we'll just have to agree to disagree on this one yeah let's move on to um to actually a break and we'll come back with the last portion of the in my bag podcast stay tuned We are back again. Um, welcome to part three of the In My Bag podcast episode. And it's now time for Whose Stat Line Is It Anyway? Unofficially presented by Taco Bell. Um, Kenny, have you tried those uh, na- uh, nacho fries yet? Or rattlesnake fries yet? I haven't. I remember you saying the rattlesnake fries. I couldn't remember what they were called. I actually went to Taco Bell recently. I'm totally stressed out by this now. I'm, of course, over-exaggerating, but I will have to remember that next time. 
They're about to they're about to be unavailable again, so you better hurry up. They weren't they're not gonna be here forever. I'll have to get Taco Bell tomorrow then, I guess. Go get Taco Bell tomorrow. That sounds like a great choice. So whose stat line is it, is it anyway? If you have not heard us do this game before, what we do is we will pick a we will give one person a stat line and that person has to guess who the player is. Now, we're going to do a March Madness edition where I'm going to make it a little bit easier for you, Kenny. I have a stat line. I'm going to tell you the region and the day of the game. And that helps you because there's only two games in that day. All right. Scouts honor. I will not look at any box scores. I will only look at brackets. Okay. So this game is in the East region that was played on March 24th. And this player got 32 points, 11 rebounds, and 4 assists. So, Kenny, whose stat line is this? All right, we're talking the East region, right, on the 24th. Yeah. All right. So we're looking at Duke, UCF. Liberty and VTech. Run me that stat line one more time. 32 points, 11 rebounds, 4 assists. 32 points, 11 rebounds, and 4 assists. I threw you a lob on this one, Kenny. You did. You did. And you may or may not be trying to throw me off with a tip there because I'm strongly tempted to run with Zion Williamson. I'm going to Euro step to the other side of that Duke freshman class. I'm going to say that's R.J. Barrett's stat line. Is that your final answer? I'm locking it in. No, I threw you a lob. It was Zion. Uh, I never actually saw his stat line from the game. I watched the, a little bit of it. I probably saw the last two minutes, but I never saw a stat from the game. I'm crushed because I probably would have remembered. His rebounds, I thought, would have gave it away. I honestly thought he would have had more, and R.J. Barrett rebounds really well from that, you know, two, three guard kind of wing combo position, and he'll get himself double-digit rebounds every now and again because he likes to take it off the glass and push it to the other side of the court. Yeah, but see, the thing is, in that game, Barrett only had eight rebounds (sighs) and 16 points. Zion almost had more rebounds than any two players, any two of his teammates combined. I also do know for a fact that he bumped Taco Fall off that line and got rebounds from him a lot that game. Mm-hmm. That's true. Well, better luck next time, Kenny. That was who stat line is in anyway, unofficially sponsored by Taco Bell. Try out those rattlesnake fries. They are delicious. And also, another, since it's March Madness, uh, we wanted to let you guys know that our merchandise on teespring.com 
is 18% off in celebration of the Vols being undefeated at home this season, winning 18 games. So get 18% off using the promo code VOLS at checkout at teespring.com. That link will be in the show notes. Get you some swag like Kenny. Oh, yeah. Show that Vol drip with that uh, all sauce first team. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I gotta get I gotta get some stuff. It it's bugging me. I will I will do that very soon. Um. So also in celebration of March Madness, we are participating in a NBA All Time Redraft. Um, for OvertimeHeroics.com, that is a forum website for sports. They got MLB, NBA, NFL, NHL, um kind of esports some some uh, betting stuff as well um so kenny tell them about the rules of this this all right so all in all it is a fairly simple breakdown there are currently 19 different users among the forum representing 19 different teams that range from teams like the lakers warriors grizzlies kings nuggets Uh, You get to choose as you like what team you want to represent. We are each awarded in a snake drafting manner the opportunity to draft one at a time any player, all-time NBA and ABA that we choose to draft. Uh, For every one that we pick, we provide their 10 peak years along with what their best year was. Um, Players cannot be multi-drafted. Oh, uh, am I missing anything there, Alex? Mm, so I think they hit the nail on the head for the most part. Uh, um, of course, they do it in basic. You draft a point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, center, and seven bench players. They don't have to necessarily be in that order, but you do have to draft players into their proper positions. So you can't say, uh, I want to get, mm-hmm. you know, LeBron James as my point guard. Magic right. You can't you can't get creative yeah. with the lineups. You gotta keep it fair. Otherwise you'll have somebody drafting like LeBron Giannis and KD or something like that, which God would be an ungodly team, but a twelve man team, of course, if you weren't able to do the math on those positions, you know, you got your five starters and seven bench players. 12-round snake-style draft, and uh, we are currently sitting in the first round. We have the eighth pick on the board, representing the home state, home city, Memphis Grizzlies, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about who we think we should pick up. So I guess as a precursor, we should let you know that uh, so far there have been four picks already within the forum with, as anybody would be able to guess, Michael Jordan being the first pick off the board, followed shortly up by LeBron James in second, Wilt Chamberlain, my personal, you know, lead vote getter for greatest of all time, coming in third just because the stuff he does is almost unbelievable. And with the fourth pick, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was taken. So... Yeah, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was taken fourth. We need to figure out who 
some prospective picks for us. We're going to have to project to eight, the eighth pick and see. So let's talk about the fifth pick. Who do you think they will pick in the fifth pick? If they got Kareem, you think they'll go Magic with the fifth? Uh, it is a strong possibility. Um, let's see. Who are they representing? Because I feel like sometimes that, that factors in a bit too. So the fifth seed is the Spirits of mm-hmm. St. Louis. That doesn't help me out at all. Unless they plan on picking Aaron Donald. Immediate defensive player of the year. So at number eight, what do you think we should pick, Kenny? Mm, that's a bit of a hard one to say. Um, if available, I wouldn't be mad at maybe picking up a Larry Bird. Let's say he's a great defender, great shooter, both off the spot up and the dribble. He can create his own shot, terrific passer, you know, pretty much like slightly taller. Better defensive, better shooting, white Magic Johnson. That's a good point. Um, I think Magic should be in play. Larry Bird should be in play. I think Shaq and Steph Curry will be my picks, my two choices. Now, Larry Bird is a great pick, and I hope he can fall to us in the second round. Um, But I think we should go either standout big man or very like core point guard like a curry i guess part of it is also that i don't think Shaq will be available at eight i think he will be i think people are going to forget we're talking about three picks so we're talking if if magic and bird it's magic bird and Shaq are probably the next in line for greatest nba players on the list right I mean, yeah, unless somewhere between five and seven, there's a Kobe fanatic. Now, I wouldn't be mad at Kobe either. I would be. As a first-round pick? No, that's that's perfectly fine. He's He might be top five all time on, most, on a lot of people's lists. <sighs> on a lot of Kobe fans' lists. Yeah. All right, let's. I'm looking at a list of top 25 greatest players. And we got Jordan, Kareem is number three, LeBron's number two, um, Shaq is four, Tim Duncan is five, Magic Johnson is six. You know what? I feel bad for not even thinking Tim Duncan. Like That's he's not the fun. sexy pick, but yeah, yeah. First round, you got to go sexy. Bill Russell's number seven. Will Chamberlain's number eight. Larry Bird's number nine. Hakeem is number ten. Oscar Robinson is number eleven, which is, I think, it should be a sneaky second round pick to snake around to get. Kobe's twelve. David Robinson's thirteen. Jerry West is fourteen. Doctor J is fifteen. I wouldn't be mad at Doctor J for the first pick. You know what? I'm not going to lie, though, Alex. Um, 
some of these guys are legacy guys. And I would honestly, in some points, take current take current guys over them. Like you say, Oscar Robertson, in the back of my head, I'm like, I wouldn't mind taking Russell Westbrook over Oscar Robertson because I know he can still get that triple-double. But, like, I don't remember Oscar Robertson banging on cats like Russell was banging on cats. They weren't dunking in that era. If I remember correctly, point in case that doesn't mean he can't bang. He just—they weren't allowed. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. All right, and I think this is probably going to get me some, you know, shade and side eyes. But there's a part of me that feels like there are a number of guys in the modern day NBA that are playing well and that could, you know. Stick it to some of these old heads. I mean, yeah. Like, would it be so crazy to pick KD in the first round? No, not at all. But he's a late first round pick. If we we got it, I think, okay, so I think we have to focus on point guard and center in the first round. Because there's not a lot of all-time centers, and the really great point guards are going to go in the first round. Like, the the wings, there's there's... Plenty of wing players to pick. Are you following me? I am. So I guess it just kind of at that point comes down to a question of who. I would like Magic if he's there. I don't know. Magic was very, like, offensively, when we're talking about, like, scoring ability, Magic isn't that great. He didn't have. Like he to can be. get everybody else the ball because that's, he that's, he was a true. he was. But why not a good? Why not? He was a good, efficient, and opportune scorer, and that worked for him. Because he is an all-time level passer at the end of the. But why not pick a Stephen Curry who's also an all-time passer and can score with the best of them. Because we've also seen Steph Curry get a little too loosey-goosey at times, be a little turnover prone. And as much as I love okay. Steph Curry, Steph Curry ain't 6'9". That's fine. Magic Johnson wasn't playing any defense either, so it was 6'9". It's the difference between Steph Curry not playing defense and it being – Visible and LeBron James not playing defense and still being able to get a steal and a block a game just off of size and athleticism. You do realize Steph has been top three in steals multiple times in his career. Yeah, yeah, I know. But small part system. He's not a great on-ball defender, but he is a capable defender. And how much more capable is a six foot nine? I say, I say. Listen, I say we should go with Steph or Shaq if they're available. If neither are available, then we pick Magic or Bird. I like Shaq. I prefer Magic to Steph. We have to come to a consensus because we're going to probably have to pick by midday tomorrow. I also feel like we need to look keep other names in mind because those could just as easily be the next three play- two or three players off the board. 
well, we just named four players, and there's only three picks ahead of us. So one of those guys will be available, guaranteed. And that will make it a lot easier to make that pick when the time comes. True. So we are not going to come to a consensus no, we, then. We just, you know. And we'll just see like how it It's like when you out. set up your auto draft, you know. You got to make sure you have multiple people that you would pick in that particular position. Well, that's true. Okay. Well, we will be updating um, our status on the on the all-time draft, redraft on Twitter. So keep up with it and um, send us some suggestions if you feel like we need some help because we will accept any help that is offered to us. And that's probably going to be any help. I mean, if it's not helpful, then it's not help. So any help is helpful. I, I feel like that logic is pretty sad. Uh, I feel like that was some Chuck logic right there. Inherently, being helpful is you have to help. So if something, if someone presents an opinion that is not helpful, then it is not a helpful thing. So we're not asking for people not to be helpful. We're asking people to be helpful. So if someone says something that isn't helpful, we can just ignore it. And anything that is helpful, we will accept which is accepting any help. You can be trying to be helpful and end up not being helpful at all. Then it's not being helpful and we will not accept it. Which, in extent, goes back to my point of I ain't taking everybody's help because everybody's help ain't helpful. <sighs> all right, we're just we're just debating semantics at this point let's wrap up the pod uh follow us on instagram and twitter at in my bag pod facebook we got we're going to get that up and running very soon in my bag podcast on facebook check out our teespring store remember to use the promo code balls at checkout for 18 percent off of all of that merch um kenny anything else you want to talk about uh yes actually i would like to share a very very awesome experience that I got this weekend. I got a chance to, as we talked about one NFL Hall of Famer earlier, I got a chance to actually meet an NFL Hall of Famer this past weekend. The uh, legendary, stoic, defensive stalwart leader of that Chicago Bears, Mike Ditka, 4-6 defense, the Mike Singletary, one of the best middle linebackers of all time. And man, I am a huge fan of sports, but it's not very often that I like become fanatic in a sense of like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, this is that person. Usually I'm really calm about it. I've met, you know, work and just living in a city that has professional sports in it. But this is the first time I can say I was giddy to look up and be like, that's one of the best to ever do it. Like, point blank, period. No argument to it. How very poetic of you, Kenny. We'll say a great, great guy. Hopefully looking forward to him leading the Memphis Express to some success in the future with this AFF, AAF Football League. Should have asked him for an interview. I you should know, have. Slipping. 
it was too ironic. I was literally watching his A Football Life on NFL Network, not even 24 hours before that. <sighs> Slacking. But can, but that's awesome. You'll probably see him again. Um, if you're, If the food was good at your establishment. Oh, yeah. Next time I'm going for that interview. Well, we'll uh, we'll stay tuned for that. And you guys stay tuned for the next episode. Uh, We will be back soon. Until then, take care. And more tune for your head top, so watch how you speak on my name, you know?